When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Jeffumentary. Jeffumentary. Because you got to shake, shake, shake your sillies out. Wiggle, waggle, woogle your wallies out. Higgle, haggle, hoogle your wallies out and wiggle. Then waggles away. Hey, what's up, Lisa? I bet I know where you've been this morning. Yes. Uh, the library with Baby Yeti again. Or no, playgroup. That's playgroup, tom- at least. That is tomorrow. Today, we were sent on a grocery shopping errand. Oh, and by dear listener, because Podumentary is taking off in a big way. We will get to the documentary. <laughs> Later. Give us a minute. Give us a minute, man. We got to catch up. So, no, no, no. So, we got sent on a tapashikarit shopping mission. And so, we go down to, like, down to town. And there is an amazing park not too far away from the Whole Foods that we go to. And I did not realize that it was already 10 o'clock when we embarked on our journey because we slept in too late. (laughs) But who's going to complain about sleeping in? Not me. So I did the same thing this morning, but uh, yeah, I got kids to get on the bus. So they did not ride (laughs) the bus this morning. Oh, you had to take them? Uh, Well, my husband did, but it was the, it's book fair week. And so today was dad, donuts with dad. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yes, so that's what you have to donuts. look forward to in a few years. I want donuts with your kid's dad. Why wasn't I invited? Because you're a thousand miles away. I'd have hopped on a Southwest. Okay, have, well, I'd I will have, let you know next time. I'd hop on a Delta for a bear claw. I'd catch a I, United for a long john. No, they weren't the long good john donuts. Or an eclair. They were the uh, cheap uh, glazed donuts. Oh. Yeah. Like the 50 cent donuts. We have this place called Voodoo Donuts in Denver that is ridiculous when it comes to donuts. They're all like posh and bougie and have Captain Crunch on them and all that kind of silly shit. It's fucking Mm -hmm. fun. But oh boy, are you going to bump into some people that I could definitely use for a picture on Twitter that's like, what's your first thought when you see this photo? (laughs) Yeah, every employee there (laughs) has got a good what the fuck factor going for them. What the fuck? <laughs> that's what you say when you. That's what I say when I see him. I've been thrown out several times. <laughs> I look at him and I'm like, "Hey, man, let me get a baker's dozen of a." What the fuck is that? Oh no! <laughs> anyway, me and Baby Yeti got sent on a top secret shopping mission, and I can't go down to town and not take her to the park. So it was like we're going yeah. to the park for at least forty five minutes. Right. So we went there, had a good time. She is obsessed. This park has got amazing features. It's got its own zip line. It's got a three-story little jungle gym that you can climb up. It's got this, like, webbing thing that spins that I like to hang on. And, like, I put her in the middle, and then I put both feet on the side of her, and then I hang off of it, and we spin around, and she has a great, great time. But of Is this all the one things, with the homeless people? No, it had one homeless person, but this is such a bougie area. The homeless have not infected it yes, yet, oh, okay. but they are coming. They are coming. Yep. I can hear your notes flapping. <laughs> No, you can't. Oh, okay. Um, they are coming because now at like their main intersection, one has started to show up consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's because winter part. is coming. Dude, do you hear that jet? 
I heard you... something. Yes. It's so loud. It'll I'm go outside. away. It will. I'm outside because Mrs. Yeti is home like every Thursday. She said that she was going to try to only work from homes on Monday and Friday. And that's why we record on, you know, Thursday. But she's home every Thursday. We might have to move what day we record if that's okay with you. We will have to examine the schedule. Okay, we'll look at it. Dear listener doesn't care about that, but dear yeah. listener does care about me getting uh, some education at the grocery store. So we go into Whole Foods, and I cannot find them. I'm looking for scallions. Cannot find them worth a damn. Eventually, I resort to having to ask an employee. Oh. And, well, because I'm looking at the wall, and I see, like, leeks, right? And I know it looks a lot like a leek. Uh-huh. And then I see like green onions and I'm like, God damn, do these green onions look a lot like what I'm here for? But they're called green onions and not scallions. So I ask a gentleman and the gentleman says, I have no fucking idea. Let me go ask somebody. So this like butcher lady with the whole white schmuck comes out and she's like, hey, these right here, these green onions, those mm-hmm. are scallions. No mm-hmm. nuts. And I was like, oh, yeah. and the guy looks at me and he's like, well, I learned something today. And I'm like, I learned something today, too. The more like, you know. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, I don't usually do the shopping. <laughs> I'm not familiar with a green onion, sir. Could have Googled so, it. Uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. I'll tell you, you what else. You have is... all the collective knowledge of all mankind in your pocket. So this is also the same store where I sent you a message where I was like, Lisa, because I told you I was running late today, but you had not responded. Turns out you did, but My cell phone reception was such dog shit that I didn't know that you responded. And so, yeah, I could have Googled it. You're right. But I didn't have enough reception to actually Google it. And then when I was checking out, they're like, are you an Amazon Prime member? I'm like, you you bet your monkey nuts I'm an Amazon Prime member. And they're like, well, pull up the little code. I'm like, I can't because I don't have enough reception because the reception in this town is like hit and miss. And they're like, well, join our Wi-Fi network. And I was like... Uh, yeah that's probably a smart idea so i jumped on there and i saw that's when i got my code and then i saw that you had actually responded and i was like yeah yeah and you're like actually that works out even better for me that you're late and i was like well that's fucking great and then here i am yeah because i got your message as i was walking into walmart and i was like oh i spent a little bit too long at dollar general buying crap for some kid that i don't even know so why are you buying crap for a kid you don't even know Oh, it's one of those uh, Christmas tree angel kind of things, which it's just too early in the year to think about that. I had to fill up a box with crap for them. So Christmas tree angel kind of things? I don't even know what that like means. Like Samaritan's Purse or something like that. I don't know what that means. Samaritan's Purse? It's a charity thing for kids that aren't going to have much of a Christmas. Toys for Tots? Sort of. But we have to like get the boxes to get. They didn't give me a deadline for the box, so I have no idea when it is. So crack they just for crack babies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I bought all kinds of crap for a crack nine year old. Oh, you actually know the nine year old? No, I don't know who the kid is. I bet I was buying you for that age nine. range. So you don't know if they're a crack baby. I don't know. I don't even know if it's a community crack baby or if Let's it's an African not. crack baby or what. I have I no idea where this child will be. Um, dear listener, if you are addicted to crack and you do see yourself getting pregnant in the near future, could, you, could we Stop lay it. off the crack for a little bit while the baby's cooking? Please lay off the crack for maybe? a little bit. A little bit. Maybe just a little bit. The crack will be there later. Uh, the, uh, sure, sure, shit, it will be. And like, maybe let's get you a prenatal vitamin. Hmm? Yes. Hmm? That, that's all you need. Hmm? 
little prenatal. Vitamins and no crack. That's all you need. And I need to get that the more you know on the soundboard immediately because we are dropping knowledge. Yes. Speaking of knowledge, let's do a little shilling. First and foremost, um, so welcome to Podumentary. If this is your first Podumentary, we have covered some outrageously awesome documentaries along the way. So if you just scroll back in the 8750 feed, you'll see like House of Hammer. <laughs> That's probably my favorite so far. That thing's getting hella plays lately, Lisa. It is It is getting, well, there's no better way to put it, hella plays. Uh, we also covered like Jeffrey Dahmer. We covered um, Keep Sweet, the, the wackadoo subsect of Mormonism that's mm-hmm. pimping out their own daughters. The Tinder swindler and <laughs> all Tinder, of his enemies. The Tinder swindler and the enemies. And I think that soon we're going to cover what is a woman, because I'll tell you what, everybody's interested in what is a woman, but most people don't want to shill out the money to subscribe to the Daily Wire. So I'll do it and we'll talk about it here because that's going to be that's going to be a diversive at least. What is a woman? I have been wondering all this time and nobody can tell me. XX or XY? Do you want the real answer or do you want a smart ass answer? Smart ass answer. And then the XXX. Oh boy. <laughs> XX. What's the real answer? XX. Okay. And then dudes are XY? Yes. Okay. I'll so remember by that default, everybody's a female. I'll remember that because the Y has got a little ding dong on it. And that's how I Yes. Yes. XY. Um, so I say that we cover that soon. I know Kelsey Balls just recommended one to us. And I want to do Hollywood Bling Ring. Lisa, it's getting to the point where we might have to do two of these. I don't even know. Don't know. There's we'll so many docs. Figure out the schedule. We'll have to. We'll have to look at the schedule, which is a cool guy way of blowing me off. I know that much. I've asked many a woman out on a date, and they've been like, oh, "Well, you know, I have to uh, <laughs> check in with the old. Uh, let's. Uh, oh, I gotta walk my feed. My. I gotta wash my hair. And gotta. Oh, I gotta dye wash. Can't seem to make it, Yeti. All right. Mm. Speaking of merch. The 8750 beanies are here, and they are rad. They're ridiculously rad. I know that for a fact. We also have hats are new to the merch store. Uh, my hat's in the mail. Should be here any day now. And we also, you've made an order lately. What'd you order? I ordered a zip-up hoodie and a t-shirt. What's on the zip-up? The 8750 logo. The new one? Yes, I think so. I didn't intend to order both things with the same logo but that's how that worked out so oh, yeah. you, oh well, you got no okay. ideas so my beanie's got the new it's the logo that capped it with the fox on it and the tree yeah the back uh, to nature I, back to nature i've got that on a beanie then i'm wearing the hoodie that has that on it right now and then i have it on a 32 ounce water bottle so i look just like the cutest little <laughs> spokesman for my own podcast i should put all three things on and go take a picture after this because oh i'm adorable okay Oh, you shut well, me down, I, I, Lisa. I can't comment on whether you're adorable or not without seeing it. I guess that's fair enough, but okay, I mean, you could I'm probably sure you're adorable. You well, thank you. I I appreciate that. I, I, I try to be very adorable, and I just like to know sometimes from my podcast book co-host that it's working. That's all. That's all. My ego. You, you just need some reassurances. My ego is really fragile, and. Twitter's mean to me, and I want to know that somebody gives a shit. And there's all these bad guys named Jeff. 
<laughs> yes, dude. Every documentary we watch <laughs> has got a prick named Jeff in it. It's driving me crazy. Um, one last thing is that Spotify or Anchor is like, hey, guy, in on Spotify, you can ask questions of your podcast listeners or like have little quizzes and polls. And it's that. like it just yeah, it, they've done it for a while, but nobody uses it. So I think they're trying to like get more into it. So, hey, if you're listening on Spotify, let's have some fun. I'm going to ask you guys questions and polls on there. Why not? It'll be a fun little thing. Plus, Spotify's rad, dude. Okay. Lisa, you don't give two what? shits. All right, fine. Oh, see, that's what it is. You laugh, but I can rarely hear it. So I just think that you're just like, all right, douche. Well, sometimes no I am. Oh. Okay, Lisa. We've we've pontificated long enough. Let's get into white hot. Oh, wait, wait, wait. White hot. The Amber Crombie and Beach Stone. What's it called? What's the title of this one? White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. White Hot. Sorry, White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. That sounded like Barry White. Oh, yeah. So, um, going into this, I thought it was just going to be a simple documentary about Abercrombie and Fitch becoming super duper famous and then just fading away into obscurity and why. But apparently there's more to it than I thought. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to drop a bombshell on you. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Are you sitting down? Let me. Yeah, I am. Are you clenching your butt cheeks so you don't shit your pants when I tell you this? Always and forever. I was not cool enough to shop at Abercrombie. <gasps> dun, dun, <gasps> dun. <laughs> My name's Lisa. That's just not cool. And I was smaller than everybody, and I was skinny, but still had to wear a large. And we didn't have an Abercrombie at our mall. Oh, I wondered while we were watching this. I was like, guaranteed, Lisa's gonna be like, I did not wear that shit, and I don't even know where you would buy that shit. <laughs> I knew where to buy it. I I just didn't. So no, I actually did... had to go ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead. No, then... I had to go do a poll on Facebook to ask people in my county if we ever had an Abercrombie at our mall because yeah. our mall is now dead and haunted. Oh. And they told us everybody except for one person said, nope, never had one. What did one person say? They said that I thought they had one when I moved here in 2013. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that wrong. mall was already dead by then. Shut so, up. No, we you're not once... even local. Dude, He's from people Maine. on Facebook are not, not just people in general. So dumb. I remember once upon a time we asked the good people of the local Canyon Facebook. We were like, what type of tree is this? Because an arborist guy came out and was like, oh, that's actually a rare tree for your elevation. Um, that's actually pretty cool that you have it. So I took a picture of it and it's next to a Ponderosa. And everybody on that Facebook page was like, that's a limber pine. That or no, no, no. Sorry, I fucked it up. They're like, that right there, that's a lodgepole pine. That's a lodgepole. That's a lodgepole. And I'm like, no. The, the other tree, the one well, next to that one. Neither of them were a lodgepole. And like, I know what a lodgepole is. They're very distinct and they're fucking everywhere up here. I'm like, no, look, no, this one right here. They're like lodgepole guy. And then they're educating me. They're like, there's actually like a ton of those up here. So it's a pretty common tree. Like, I'm surprised you haven't bumped into it before. I'm like, no, stupid. So that same arborist guy came back 
And I was like, this one right here is like, it's a limber pine. And I was like, ah, limber pine. So a limber pine is kind of rare for our elevation. And we have a lot of them on our property. It's pretty cool. And it just goes to show you people don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but they are more than willing to educate you in mm-hmm. fucking trees. Yes. So don't chop those trees down. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I had to take down a couple. And then the wind did me a favor and took down a huge one we had in the back. But yeah, I get you. All right. So Lisa, don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. Oh, oh, here's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I didn't wear Abercrombie and Fitch either. <gasps> no. Because I wasn't cool. Because I thought the kids who wore it were kind of gay. Now, Turns the picture out. that I have seen of you, I would think that you were a Hot Topic kid. No, I thought Hot Topic was pretty lame, too. Let's go through it, because I'm glad that we brought it up. And by the way, dear listener, um, if you think that me saying that the kids that wear Amber... Lisa, your mic is rubbing like a motherfucker. If you think that me calling the kids who wore Amber and Fitch were kind of gay, uh, don't think I'm being hateful, because as we go through this documentary, you will see that uh, actually... It was super gay. It was super duper gay. I never realized that at all. And now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, yeah, the store with the topless guys in front of it, I uh-huh. was kind of gay, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. So um, when I was growing up, didn't wear Abercrombie. When I got to like middle school age, I started shopping at like BC Surf and Sport, which is a, it's, it must be a chain because it's called Surf and Sport. And believe it or not, we don't have too many radical waves in Colorado, dude. <gasps> no, nah, really? not too many bitching waves. We can't ride the pipeline too well out here, dude. Uh, that is there's such like, a shocking lack of diversity. Yeah, because like we don't have like an ocean really whatsoever. We kind of have like some creeks and ponds, a couple of lakes, uh, maybe a reservoir. But uh, nah, dude, we don't really have too many waves out here. Uh, we still wear puka shell necklaces because those are dope, dude. But uh, no, nah, not too many waves, dude. Uh, but what they did sell was like snowboard gear and skateboard stuff. So I was like a skateboarder and a snowboarder and into that kind of shit. So I would shop mainly there, 303 boards, which... skateboard shop and uh zoomies and then as i got from middle school until middle halfway through high school then i switched over into gothic jeff and i listened to the cure and uh well i did listen to the cure the cure is all right um but mainly like cradle of filth demu boy gear black metal i don't like death metal death metal is like the cookie 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 monster yeah (laughs) that's death metal i like black metal that's where you get like some some keyboards in there some like children of bodum some where'd uh, you buy your leather pants where did i buy my leather pants i think wilson's leather at the mall and my leather jacket was from you know that that old town, that cute old town area that me and Kelsey talk about where we would play Pokemon Go? They have a dope leather shop there. And I bought, I think, actually, I think that's where I got them both. That's where I got my leather jacket and my leather pants. When I was a, a drinking too heavy, my mom got super mad at me and the leather pants got thrown into the garbage. I don't know why she didn't throw out my leather jacket, but I'm so glad she didn't because that thing is fucking rad. So I still got that. Junior. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Um, but leather pants are dope as a uh, dope. Like they're the greatest in legwear technology. When it's hot outside, you're for some reason comfortably cool. And when it's cold outside, you're fucking warm. It's amazing. And a lot of people are like, oh, don't they like chafe or feel weird? Uh, you don't know leather pants, motherfucker, because the inside of leather pants are lined with silk and it fucking rules, dude. 
Yeah, I gotta I give will me have some to take your pants. word for it. Hey, hey, dear listener, if you want to sign up to be an eighty-seven fifty patron, I'd just love it, and uh, I could use that that them five bucks to put towards my leather pants fund because I miss them, and it's time, Lisa. It's time. It when you're third, you're I'm coming up on my thirty-fifth birthday. If the, ever there was a time to rebuy some leather pants, now. Yeah, you, you gotta know, do it before you get fat. I refuse to get fat. Thank you very much. I refuse. Um. So anyway, yeah. I did not wear, wear, wear your Amber leather Crombie. pants to Whole Foods with your baby oh, and your yes. eight-month pregnant wife. Yes. Oh, that's my dream. That's my dream. Rocking around the Whole Foods in my leather pants and my eighty-seven fifty beanie. No shirt. <laughs> no shirt. If they make me put on a shirt, then it'll definitely just be like a vest with nothing underneath it. Ah, they Lisa. weren't specific. They weren't specific. And a vest is kind of a shirt. So, okay. Okay. Um, so I did not wear the Abercrombie. My crew did not wear the Abercrombie. We all dressed similarly. We looked like a little, like, we looked like a, a, a bitchin' band, but only Tori played guitar. I didn't play guitar at the time. I, I waited until I was 20 to pick up that instrument. Um, so yeah, we looked, we looked pretty dope and did not wear Abercrombie and, um, definitely remember the bags. The bags always had like a shirtless guy, like a torso. Did you just fart? Mm -hmm. You did? I'm sorry. I said, did you just fart? And you go, mm -hmm. I, I did just <laughs> fart. No, I was saying, mm -hmm, as you were talking about <laughs> naked guys. I can't wait for the playback on that one. It was so <laughs> Did you fart? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I remember like the topless guys. Um, yeah, I, did, I remember tons of, cause we had like our really cool mall. I really cool. We had like, it was like a newer mall that like when mm. it first opened had a line miles long for people to get to it. They, there was an Amicrami store there. So yeah. I am familiar with the brand. All right, let's get into it. Yeah. So the cool mall that opened up about eh, half an hour south of me, it has an Abercrombie. So I've at least seen the stores. Oh, now girl. they would not have anything that I would be interested in. There, but bow, 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 so their whole bow, marketing plot bow, is selling clothes without bow, actually showing clothes. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, girl. Sorry. And <laughs> what I do remember is as an adult, adult, people were complaining about the marketing as pornographic, even though it's like aimed towards teenagers. That's what I thought this documentary was going to mainly be about, because I remember them getting in trouble for their catalogs, mm -hmm. having girls that looked way too young, wearing almost nothing whatsoever. And they were like anorexic skinny. That's what I thought this was going to be about. Oh, there were a couple of booby pictures in this documentary. So there if, were. if you want to look at boobies. Go watch the documentary. But if you don't want to look at boobies, that's okay, too. Or if you do, just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's faster. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> just type in boobies, <laughs> safe church off, and there you go. So the store will put up, like, wooden blinds on the outside of the store. And all you can see is this giant picture of a shirtless guy as yes. you go into the store. That's so exactly you have to go into was. the store to see what's in the store, but you have to be cool enough to go into the store to see what's in the store. So you don't know what's in there. I honestly you... don't think I ever went into Abercrombie. I don't think I did. I do remember the outside of the store having shutters on it. And I, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I never really thought about that till now. Like, yeah, they were like, no, 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 no. You got to come in about here. They're talking about posting shirtless guys outside that you have to go past in order to get into the store. So, I mean, it didn't say that they were like armed guards or anything, but I mean, no. they were probably just. Did this like, happen hey. at your Abercrombie? So, 
I don't know. I didn't oh, go to that mall Biden. often enough. We so me and my homeboy Jordan would be cruising around the mall, and yeah, no, there'd just be like a line of girls outside of Abercrombie, and you'd be like, "Why?" And you could kind of like look over, and you could see, and definitely they just have two shirtless dudes, and you could take your picture with them, and then you could walk into the store. And sometimes it would be a guy and a girl, but I remember definitely more dudes than chicks. Okay. And I remember that's- just being like, "That's fucking odd." Like, who's just like, I just want to go take my picture with some fucking guy. Uh, these girls probably thought they had a chance with the guy. I have so, no idea because they were all 13, so I don't know about that because <laughs> the dudes were definitely at least 20. Well, so weird. They got to their flirting on it, It's so weird. That's so weird to go to the mall and they're just like, yeah, we just got some topless dudes hanging out in front of the store. Whatever. And at Christmas time, they wore Santa hats. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they sure did. So Abercrombie was not always this way. So they started out in the 1890s Uh, as an outdoorsy brand. This is the type of store I wish they would still be today because, yeah, they're basically REI, but for ratter motherfuckers. It's just like camping gear, survival gear, Bowie knives. E.B. White, who I think is the guy who wrote Charlotte's Web. I could be wrong on that. Maybe that was E.L. White. I don't know. I don't read books, so you could have had me. I don't know. Fucking, You could tell me he wrote Mein Kampf, and I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was totally that guy. He described the store, the store as the masculine dream, and they catered to elite outdoorsmen like Teddy Roosevelt and Ernest Hemingway. Fuck and yeah, they dude. sold shaving cream, books, which you wouldn't be all that into, no, fishing gear. I'm sure yeah. they had some mountaineering gear in there. So hey. it's for the bougie outdoorsy. Give me an ice axe, some skis, because snowboarding wouldn't have been invented. I would have skied. Cross-country skis, some fucking snowshoes, dude. Do you know how much fun snowshoeing is? It's so fun. I don't know because I'm from Texas. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. You got to come out here and visit. So fun. I have visited in the summer. Yeah, come I'm not fond of cold. Get over it. Wear an 8750 hoodie. We could match. Oh, sorry, we twins. Okay. The last time I was in Colorado is like 4th of July weekend or so. And I kept going back into the camper to find more clothes to put on as the evening went on and we're sitting around the campfire because it was just too cold. Like the idea of having to wear a jacket in July just does not compute for me. Well, yeah, at night in the mountains, like yeah, duh. Yeah, were you so you were that, in the mountains, weren't you? I was at I was across the street from Red Rocks. Oh, that's that's Morrison. That's not that high up. No, but it's still much much higher than than my house. So man, what a puss! You ever get tired of being such a puss? All the time. Ah, Lisa, I'm just kidding. You should go visit. I'll teach you how to snowboard. It'd be so fun. I'm not coming there in the winter. Oh, what if we have an 8750 meet and greet? Let's say the the podcast gets amazingly huge. It's huge. I fly you to Breckenridge for a meet and greet in January. All expenses paid. You're staying at like the two and a half million dollar condo. Now what? You're going to have to throw in like five hoodies that I can wear all at one time. Okay, you got to layer, but that's not how you layer. <laughs> you don't just wear five hoodies. <laughs> Start with a base layer, which actually 8750, we sell base layers. I've not, I've not ordered one, but I do intend to. Um, and then like you put a little sweater over that, then maybe a hoodie. Then you got to get your puffball jacket. You got to have a good puffball. I have two puffballs, a medium and a heavyweight puffball. I do actually own base layers. Okay. I mean, they're not like mountain quality, but. We'll stack yeah. them up. We'll get you. My, my puffball is made by Mammoth. 
don't, they don't have, have one of those. Woolly mammoth on it, dude. They are some mountaineering shit right there. I love it. Anyway, yeah, that's what Abercrombie used to be back in the day, man. Is my dream store. It's it's yes. REI without the hippies. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. So the store was kind of on the downfall, and in comes Wexners. Now they owned several different uh, mall brands, including the Limited, Bath and Body Works, Victoria's Secret, Express. And that's why I couldn't figure out whether we had an Abercrombie because we had those other stores in our mall. Yeah. Um, so their thing was they would take an existing brand and then try a new concept in the brand and then spin it off into a whole new store or they would acquire a failing brand. And Abercrombie was a failing brand at this time. So Wexner purchased Which Abercrombie. Which is kind of wild when you think about it because think of all the outdoorsman stores that are doing perfectly fine. Bass Pro, Cabela's, REI. Like there's a market. Yeah, there, there is. So. They turned it into naked dudes. Marketing. Oh, yeah. Bow, bow. Oh, yeah. So in the <laughs> early 1990s, Mike Jeffries joined Abercrombie. Another as Jeff. The CEO. Another goddamn Jeff. Yes. Why? Every documentary we do has got some Jeff who's an ass in it, or some Jeff is in his name somewhere. Yes, some kind of a Jeff. How does that make you feel, Jeff? bad i don't like it why can't we get some cool guy jeffs the only cool guy jeff i've ever come across in media is jeff winger from community when that show was hitting hard when i was in community college so i was like uh-huh. this tracks <laughs> i'm not going to school for my law degree, but, oh community's pretty good yeah i couldn't figure out why are they at a four why are they spending four and five years in a community college and what we find out later is that the community college was in like greenville or greendale 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 green something in colorado in colorado yeah but they don't mention that until like season seven nope and then i was like uh how come it's never been snowy ever one time in your entire show and like the school year takes place in fall and spring and that's kind of one snow okay okay guys they must not have been in the mountains. Nah. Well, no, it snows all over this place. It doesn't matter if you're in the mountains or not. Um, They're in southern the, Colorado. Another fun one that I've noticed, because nobody cares, but I'm going to tell you anyway, is like when you watch shows like The Office, like The Office mm-hmm. is filmed in fucking... Scranton. No, it's not filmed. Scranton. It's set in Scranton, but it's filmed in California. And mm-hmm. when they have episodes where it's snowy or whatever, and there's like a fire alarm and they have to go outside, they just like kind of blow fake snow on all yep. these like bushes and trees that have their leaves. And I'm like... uh, it's not how trees work. <laughs> they wouldn't have their leaves, Lisa. But TV. Yeah. Because these was people that a from cat California or a child that I heard in the background. That was my chair squeaking. Oh, okay. Because if it was yep. a cat, I was gonna have to banish the cat from the pod. But okay. No, I don't know where the cat is at the moment. I know where the children are. They're not. Tell me here. about some Abercrombie. All right. So Mike joins uh, as a CEO. And he was the failed CEO of Alcott and Andrews, which sold professional business women's apparel. So the exact opposite of Abercrombie. Bow, and, bow. and they were showing pictures of like, um, if you remember who's the boss, the, the lady Angela, her kind of clothes. That's what they were selling. But what Mike really wanted to do was be the coolest brand among the 18 to 22 year olds. Yeah. So the way he decides to do that is he is going to merge Ralph Lauren and Calvin Klein. So you've got your rich white people and nudity. And oh, that will give you money. Yeah. I'm going to so do this a lot. A, Sorry. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be doing that a lot because this whole documentary just reminds me of bow, bow, bow. Oh, yeah. 
So they had this whole marketing campaign of what Abercrombie is and what it isn't. And so Abercrombie is people who have golden retrievers. And not, it's not people who have not poodles. poodles. Now, I got to tell you what, when I, we were watching this part of the documentary, I'm like, this guy's a genius. Like, no exact, like, what does, like, what does 8750 have? It has rad shit. What does it not have? Pusses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, going no. through your brand and being like, our type of people fucking camp and look hot. They're not like slobs who work at a, a desk job. I, was like, I Dude. camp and work at a desk job. I'm not talking about you, Dan. I'm talking about them. <laughs> Because they were like, we drive Jeeps. We don't drive Miatas. We like, I don't know. I thought I was like, that's a good a good way to go through your brand and be like, this is what we're fucking going for. And I was like, I'm with you. All right. We need a, an image board for yeah, 8750. We do. All right. So in 1996, a went public. And they're no longer part of Wexner's. And they're talking about having these corporate meetings around fire pits to discuss how much money they're making. Also right. And... They built this giant campus, um, a whole lot like a college campus, like what Google has today. And work was life and life was work. And I love this. All-nighters were fun because it was like hanging out with your friends. Fuck yeah, and, dude. Yeah. Lots of partying, lots of hooking up. So it was Abercrombie 90210. I'm down. This sounds great. And for marketing, Mike had this very specific vision and he hires Bruce Weber. Now, yeah. I had not heard of Bruce Weber before, no. <laughs> but apparently he has every, this book called Bear Pond. And apparently every gay man, according to this documentary, probably has a copy of this book because it is yeah. some of the finest, the creme de la creme in like homoerotic photography. It's real. And good. in fact, the gay man who was being interviewed is like, yeah, my copy's right over there. He's like, yeah, let me yeah. just reach over to my bookshelf and here's mine. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> all right. Well. So he's who, he's who gets hired to be in charge of Amber Combi's marketing because what was his name? Michael Jeffs? Mike Jeffries. He's kind of private, but he's also super duper gay. And yes. he's like married with a child gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But later <laughs> on, his life like, partner later came in into the business. Yeah. But later on, he comes out of that closet and he's like, yeah, I'm pretty gay. So he started going into Amber Crombie being like, I mean, we sell clothes to like women, but like, you know, we're going to market to the guys. You know, like the Greek, like ideal male form, like the uh -huh. carving of Michael. Uh-huh. Or, or not, not carving. David. 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 Yeah, it's not a statue. It's, not, it's, it's, a, it's a sculpture. How do you make a sculpture? You don't carve it. You sculpt you it. Sculpt it. All right. They're like, what was that noise? <laughs> that was my stomach. <laughs> I don't even know what that was about. <laughs> and then you, you go, you go, huh? <laughs> dude, I, I don't know. I fart may be coming. I don't know. <laughs> I relate, dude. When I get hungry, my stomach makes the weirdest noises. And I'm always no, like, I'm not hungry. I ate I'm, lunch. I'm looking I don't down know what that was about. Well, that's why it's making noises then. Because you just finally, it's like, feed me, Lisa, feed me. And you finally did. And now it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway. All right. So Bruce Weber starts with, uh, he, I wrote, he strongly influenced the aesthetic in a gay way, like yeah. with underwater gay wrestling short films. Because it's again, subtle that way. Dear listener, we don't mean gay in any sort of like mean way. It's just like, it was just super gay. It's just it, what it, it was. It was very homoerotic. 
There you go. And so they're telling the recruiters to look for people who look like these models to come work in the store and like go after the most popular fraternity guys at the local colleges and whatnot. Because their idea was then, you know, those dudes will come and work there and they'll start, they'll, they'll get a lot of clothing from there. And then these mm-hmm. cool guys, these attractive cool guys, oh, yeah. They'll, they'll be yeah. wearing the, your stuff all around the college campus, which will make the, the fucking nerds be like, oh, dude, I want some of that shit too, man. Well, but actually, then they'll no. be like, but I'm not cool enough to shop there. That's part of the thing. They were like, we don't want the fucking nerds as business. We want the other cool guys to come in and buy some fucking sweaters. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. Nerds, yes. I mean, we'll sell you some cologne. We won't turn your money away, but also get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go on, and it, it wasn't it wasn't the cool kids, but it was a very specific type of cool kid because they had yeah. the recruiting manual. It said, this is what good looking looks like. Employees are an inspiration to the customer. So they had a whole thing that was like, yes, dreadlocks. Yes and no, 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 <laughs> no dreadlocks. They wanted a neatly combed, attractive, natural, classic hairstyle. Picture of a white guy. Dreadlocks are unacceptable for women and men. Yeah, Picture they hadn't quite guy. gotten in the documentary to where yeah. the it takes a racist turn, but we're, we're close. Yeah. And the they were very specific on jewelry. Women can wear a short, delicate silver necklace, but. Men could not wear gold chains. Yeah, you can't and... show. Like, I couldn't wear my chains because I do have some gold chains that I like to wear around when I put in my grill. Uh, I would not be mm-hmm. welcome. Even nope, though I do have a not. cool guy haircut. When you cover up the, the dent. Lisa. What? <laughs> my dent is charming and it makes me run faster. So fuck you. <laughs> you are going to love what I bought today. I will have to post a picture in the Discord. Just dent so, cream. So- Putty. (laughs) (laughs) Spackle. So, listeners, go become a patron, join the Discord, and you can see what I bought that is going to make you say, fuck you. Oh, boy. Brand representatives were required to wear appropriate undergarments at all times. Watches should be understated and cool. Natural American classic. The A&F look. So, I mean, Mike, like, I can get where you have a store and you kind of want to be like, this is our brand or whatever. So, this is kind mm-hmm. of the look we're going for. I get it. And trust me, my one of my best friends growing up, white as they come, dreadlocks. <laughs> so, like, he would have also been kicked out of Am- like working for Abercrombie. Not that he ever would have applied, but I, I don't know, man. I can see just being like, this is our look. This is what we're going for. It kind of reminds me of Ferrari. Ferrari, don't compromise. Ferrari doesn't have meetings where they, you know, they want to make a racehorse. They don't want a camel. Right. Ford, when they make a, like, you know, a Ford, what's a shitty Ford? Like an escape, a right? A focus. When they make a Ford focus, that they make a camel because they have focus groups. They have meetings. Everybody gets their input and they make it as a generic, stupid looking car as humanly possible that'll apply to the masses. Ferraris, they want to sell as many as possible. Ferrari's like, fuck you. I don't care if we sell like fucking a hundred. We're only making a hundred of these and they're going to be amazing and they will sell. Oh, yeah. Matter they make fact, their money off of being exclusive. Exactly. So I can kind of get where they're coming from. At this point in the documentary, I was kind of like, I, I kind of get it, man. Like you want your employees to not have show up looking like a ball bag. And the people who are working for you are probably 18 to 25. And 18 mm-hmm. to 25 year olds like to look like fucking douchers. And you're like, nah, 
we're not hiring douchers. We're hiring people who look a certain way because we're selling a certain style and we're selling a certain lifestyle brand. That's what we're doing. I was like, I, I kind of fucking get it. And here's For the preppies thing about, by preppies. Right. And here's the thing about the free market. You don't have to fucking work there. You can go work somebody, someplace else. You don't need to go work for Amber Crombie. If Amber Crombie is like not playing by what you deem acceptable. And hey, dear customer, if you don't like Amber Crombie's practices, don't fucking shop there. Shop somewhere else. So at this point, I was like, I fucking get it. And then yeah. they lost me. <laughs> so let's get to that part. So Mike is very detail oriented. And so he would do these unannounced store visits. They said unannounced, but then they said that, oh, we knew they were coming. So I don't know if they were or not, but um, they called them blitzes. And so a store sales numbers were important, but it was even more important that the store looked good. And the most important thing was that the employees looked good. So like yeah. the manager would have to turn in uh, pictures of all of their employees to their district managers and they have to rank them as sucks cool awesome and if you weren't at least cool you got fired and they like, said why that, would like, they hire you in the first place if, if you weren't if they were going to have like upper management come to their store they had people that they kept on staff pretty much just for those days because they were fucking worthless but they were also fucking beautiful so they'd mm -hmm. call in like michelle and tyler and tyler be like huh, huh what i don't even know i don't even know man <laughs> but tyler looked fucking rad with his shirt off so tyler would come in on that day yes and there was one in particular that um, Mike did a blitz and a whole bunch of employees got fired because they were Asian. And he like pointed up at the sign, at the big painting on the wall and said, you need to hire more people that look like that. Well, even here's though the thing. it was, it was by UC Irvine. Yeah, it was. A, that, uh, that's what I was just going to say. It was like in a highly, you know, like an Asian. Uh, what would you call Populated it? area. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so, like, that, who's going to come work for you? Like, you're, you're working, your staff is going to represent probably the population where your store is. So, kind of, duh. Are you um, going to import white people? Because uh, that would be a whole issue. So, they got rid of a bunch of the staff. And he, they didn't explicitly say, like, hire more of the, hire more Caucasians. But they pointed at the dude in the poster and they were like, more of him. Yeah, hire people who look like this guy. And this guy is always white. And that's where I started to be like, oh, this is why the documentary is called White Hot. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, controversy. So one of the things they would sell were these graphic T-shirts and they were like a one and done thing. So you were constantly buying a new one because, oh, this is the, the new one. Because um, they can make them cheaply and then sell them for like 85% markup. But they yeah. didn't have copywriters or anything. So corporates just sell them oh come up with this stuff and they want stuff that was funny and irreverent so they had like camp you want me but first you, know, you got to catch me uh tourists get half off or local uh, people get the, all off the south carolina one was yeah pretty west funny. virginia no yeah. lifeguards in this gene pool no lifeguards in this gene pool so they're just being like yeah. i i totally remember when these type of shirts were amazingly popular even mm -hmm. i had a shirt that said getting lucky in kentucky and then an outline of kentucky because i was 14 and i thought that shit was fucking hilarious and i ordered nowhere it. near kentucky nope i've never been nope. to kentucky I, I was somewhere uh i was i ordered it off the internet in a time where ordering shit off the internet was a process it was not uh -huh. as, like kids today fucking easy you just tell your phone hey order me something and it's like gotcha boss back in the day you had to find it you had to figure out how to order it like their shipping and the billing it took like two weeks in the mail it's ridiculous 
But I even I had a graphic tee that was like getting lucky in Kentucky because like here's where they start to be like how racist Abercrombie was and like a couple of their shirts were risque. You won you, more for the road with I a donkey wearing a sombrero and holding a taco. That's kind of funny. Like J U A N Juan yeah, more for the road and it's a donkey sombrero with the taco. That's that's kind of funny. Come on, man. And you got to remember the, this is like 2003. Mm-hmm. But the one that got him in trouble was the Wong Brothers Laundry Service. Two Wongs can make it white. Two Wongs can make it white, and it's the Wong brother. <laughs> yes. What was it? Laundry service. Yeah. That's a little much. <laughs> That's a little much. Kind of funny. Yeah. A little much. Now, they tried to say, oh, but two of the people on the design team are Asian. Like, they're going to speak up and say, um, that's racist when they're surrounded by a bunch of white people who have the power to fire them. Okay, hold on. Devil's advocate a little bit. Like, that one, I would say, is a little far. They also had ones that had, like, Buddha, and it was like, Mm -hmm. I got a little Buddha body. Like, that Mm -hmm. one's fine. They're taking cracks at, like, North Carolina. They're taking cracks at, like, everybody. I kind of have a comedian standpoint on this one where it's kind of like... As long as we're, it's it's not like they just keep just really sticking it to Asians. As long as it's like, no, we make kind of like slightly offensive shirts that cover everybody. Because it's, come on, guys, let's let's, yeah. let's, let's let's laugh and have fun. This is well before cancel culture. This is well before everybody was a fucking sensitive snowflake. Now, the Wong brothers little much. <laughs> the Buddha one was like, that's fine. That's equally as like offensive as the gene pool. Like you're calling everybody in North Carolina. <laughs> inbred inbred <laughs> you yeah. dig but yeah. it's kind of funny so asian activists start uh, organizing protests outside of amber crombie stores and corporate just ends up pulling all the wong shirts and they burn them so that they aren't collector's items anymore unless you already had one but they right. left the one more shirts that so shirt's... i guess nobody threw a fit about those no one gives a shit about Yef, yeti yef's opinion on this but i think that that shirt's funny the one more for the road come on that's great so then comes a lawsuit about their hiring practices so people were being fired and they claim it was because they weren't white enough you know what now they think about it one more for the road because i was just thinking about like what's wrong with a donkey with a sombrero and a taco i don't like what's the problem there and it's like oh it's the one part because you're hmm. yeah in retrospect maybe not so good maybe I don't know, man. Either way, then don't buy that shit. There you go. The free market's a beautiful thing. Don't buy it and it will go away. Yeah. So this is a class action lawsuit. They were having to hunt down plaintiffs, but it was hard because there weren't a whole lot of non-white people that had worked at Abercrombie in the first place. Right. And so Abercrombie's defense on this wasn't, oh, they weren't fired because they were black. We fired them because they're ugly. Well, here's the thing that they would do. They wouldn't even technically fire you. Just all of a sudden, yeah. it'd be like, hey, Never am I on the schedule you. next week? And they're like, no, you're not on the schedule, but like check in two weeks. And then you check and you're not on the schedule. Then you check and you're not on the schedule. And they just they just stop scheduling you. Yeah. So Abercrombie ended up settling this lawsuit, but they admitted no guilt. And they paid right. out $50 million, And they had to enter into a consent decree that changed their recruiting practices. They had to report to a court-appointed monitor for six years, but there were no penalties for missing benchmarks, and they did this a lot. But one of the things they had to do was create a position for vice president for diversity, and they filled this position with a guy named Todd. Yeah. Todd seemed nice. 
I noticed that Todd, when he was getting interviewed, his background, uh, his like backdrop, the room he was in, had a really dope looking wood burning stove. And mm-hmm. wood wood burning stoves are all that's on my mind lately because ours is getting installed next week, and I cannot fucking wait. You will love it. I'm so excited. Just uh, make sure you keep the gate. My dog actually pulled a flaming stick out of one once, so make sure you keep that door closed. Bad dog. Bad. Yeah. He was a lab. He was smart. He was smarter than the current one. So, but <laughs> the current one is too stumpy to reach in there to get anything, I think. Uh, but then again, I thought he was too stumpy to steal my ribeye steaks off the counter. So who knows? Dude, you taking pictures of that dog shit and it's so funny. <laughs> Another great reason to be an 8750 patron, man. Oh, we have so much fun sending pictures to each other. And you put the little ice axes on him. <laughs> yes, he has a migrating spot that looks just like the 8750 logo. <laughs> it's so great. It, it's I don't know how that happened. He's such a squat little bastard. He just looks like a ham. <laughs> He's like a, a stretch limo version of a Jack Russell Terrier. He's I don't great. know what he got mixed with. I'll tell you this, though. Starsky, our, our dog, he only, if it's a tennis ball that was on fire in the fireplace, he might go for it. But if it's a mm-hmm. stick, he don't give a shit. So Abercrombie had to provide diversity training for all employees with hiring power. And so they make this recruiting video full of people who wouldn't have been working at the company six months ago. And what I noticed was like the first three people, they had like an Asian person, a, a black person, a Hispanic person. And then, oh yeah, they're all white. So they got their three up front. <laughs> yeah. And let's see. So Abercrombie decides they are going to call your brand reps who work in the back, the impact and they're going to call the people who work out front models. So they this is hoping... kind of their way of getting around it. Kind of like how yes. Hooters does. You know, Hooters is like, yo, we're not hiring you know, dudes to run around in tank tops. We're hiring attractive women. Yeah. So modeling agencies can hire be- people based on their appearance because that is an inherent part of modeling. You so have that's to be what they called their sales staff. Aesthetically pleasing. Yes. So we'll call them models. And then their fuggos, and... they were like, get in the back. Yeah, so they they asked a recruiter, so if an ugly person applied to be a model, what happened? Like, well, they interviewed. They interviewed. But they weren't they getting that job. And then they don't get the job, duh. No, no. So the consent decree did not force any change in a corporate structure. So really nothing changed. And they had some black people working in the stores. Okay, fine. Yeah, they did their best that they could to agree with the policies that were set. Here's the part that I don't get. I am with them for like hiring people that they want to be attractive and represent their brand. But like, are you telling me that there aren't attractive dudes of all like shades that you could take pictures of? Come on. Come on now. I don't know. Apparently black male models weren't a thing in the 90s. I don't know. Well, they were. that's That's the part that's like, I I'm with you to an extent. But then it's like, dude, why can't you just be any color and still be like have a rad bod? And one of the ladies that worked there, uh, her name was Carla, and she's the one where they tried to uh, tell her that, oh, but you're so good at washing the windows, so you can come in at night to do that. She's she, I don't get. Lady. Oh, th- that's exactly what I was gonna say. She was, she was very pretty. I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah. what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah so they had her it, come in at night and wash the windows because, okay, she was black. Yeah, and she but wanted like, to swap shifts with somebody like, no, we don't really want you swapping shifts. Yeah, we don't want you swapping shifts. And that's the part where it's like, well, maybe they were being pretty racist because she was very attractive. Yeah. And, I mean, some of these people, 
not so attractive today. They could have been 20 years ago. I nah, know. they showed them 20 years ago. That <laughs> was like, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. And one of them, um, he went in to try to see if he could be rehired. And they said, yeah, they won't let me hire any Filipinos right now. And he's like, I never explicitly told anybody that I was Filipino. And I'm yeah. looking at him like, well, dude, you clearly ain't white. So well, we're... <laughs> Again, it's just like yeah. he also wasn't very pretty either. So it could have just been like you're just not you're not model quality. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so in 2006, um, Mike agrees to an interview with the New York Times and they send out an a journalist and his name is Benoit Denizette Lewis. Lewis. Something like that. Benoit. I don't know. Benoit. Benoit. And when Benoit asked about these lawsuits, Mike got defensive and he got a little bit too honest. And he said, well, not everyone can wear our clothes. And he talked about going after the cool kids. And it was noted that he wasn't the only person in fashion who believed these things, but he was the only one who was saying these things in 2006. I was just listening to another podcast and they were like, yeah, Prana doesn't sell like above a size eight. Like this is still a thing. And this is a part that I'm I'm down with. The market will dictate when he was like, I, I don't care. We're after the cool kids and that's who we want to wear our clothes and all that kind of stuff. That could that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pans out for you. Because yeah, a lot of people are fat. So you're gonna miss out on a lot of sales. But if you want to take that risk, that's on you. It's the part where they get racist about it that it's like, hey, hey, come on now. Let's knock that the fuck off. But if you just want to be after attractive people who are thin, that's that's your fucking business sell for that you not a, you don't have to be old baby they sell from like an extra small to a 4x and they charge the same price across the board right. now do does this mean that they ever actually have my size in the store no they do not never she's got to go online oh this yeah. was a funny thing they did point out they were like uh you know what we went over to like gap old mm-hmm. navy banana republic they were hiring people of like all sorts of colors and creeds and they I was look like, oh, like the neighborhood. I was like, that's kind of interesting because all those three ba- brands are owned by the same company. Pretty white. Yeah. No, they're I, all I noticed that the- too. Yeah. Because I used to work for Banana Republic back when I was in, uh, back when I was a goth rocker. They did not discriminate toward. Oh, yes, they did. They kept me in the back all the time, actually. Now that I think about it, I was the fucking stock boy. Class action <laughs> lawsuit. With my long hair and my gothed out looks, wearing my leather pants. They were like, you get in the back, son. Yeah, class eight. So anyway, uh, but I thought it was interesting. It's like, what are the odds? They pick three companies all owned by the exact same like umbrella company. Weird. Uh, probably not by coincidence. I know. That's what I thought. Yeah. So after Benoit leaves the campus, um, he gets a call from New York Times and they said that um, Abercrombie is pulling their participation from the story. So New York Times is not involved in the story anymore. And so he publishes his story for Salon Magazine instead. And this is 2006. Nothing happens. So in 2013, Benjamin O'Keefe finds the article online. And he, he's reading and he scrolls up. He's like, what? This is seven years old and they're still in business? So he starts a petition because he has dealt with um, anorexia. And so he's, he would not be the kind of person who would shop in Abercrombie. He starts a petition that they should be more diverse and the media picks up on it. And one of the clips is, you know, if you want a women's extra large blouse, you'll have to look somewhere else. So yeah, I couldn't have shopped there if I wanted to. Yeah. And it's not that I'm fat. It's that because I'm so tall, tall. I've got a big structure and I've got broad shoulders. 
So Which then fine. Don't give that company your money. Like that's yeah, the part of this that I'm on board with. It's like they can sell to who they want to sell to. It, yeah. The racist part, clearly don't agree with. But like the exclusive part, that's on them. Market yeah. shall dictate. And so they're pointing out pictures of Mike Jeffries. And the one that they keep coming up with, yeah. you know that picture of Biden where he's just kind of looking up and off and his mouth is open. And he like, looks uh. a lot like Gary Busey. Yes. Yes, he's got yes. like this weird eye thing. His and... eyes, because he's been having some plastic surgery. So his eyes are like taped back and they look peculiar. And his face is a weird color of tan. And he's got yes. like these horse teeth. Like he's looking whack. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking real whack. He's chasing so, being young. Don't do it. Yes. You can't do it. So they invited Benjamin to the Ohio campus for a meeting about eating disorders and diversity. And the only person of color from the Abercrombie side was diversity officer Todd, who is yeah. trying to tell them how diverse the company is. And they're like, well, maybe at the store level, but certainly not at corporate. Yeah. So Abercrombie was never found in violation of the consent decree, but they did miss a lot of their benchmarks, including underrepresenting their minorities in marketing and hiring. But after the consent decree ended, the diversity efforts slacked off. Todd, the diversity officer, left. Yeah. And, in and his whole thing is like, I did the best I could. The store yeah. was better when I left than when I found it. So I did I did what I could. But he got all sorts of like raked through the mud and called yeah. all sorts of names. And I was like, nah, you feel bad for him. He's just yeah. trying to do his best. So in 2015, surprise, surprise, there's another lawsuit. Samantha Uloff applied to a store in Tulsa. And she wasn't hired uh, Presumably because she was wearing a headscarf. They noted on her interview form, she's wearing a black headscarf because you yeah. got to be able to know who you're talking about here. And it sounded at the end of the interview like she had gotten the job. And they said, OK, I'll have my manager call you to schedule your orientation. And a couple of days later, they hadn't heard anything. And she says, OK, I'll check with my manager. And the manager gets weird. And Abercrombie was trying to compare wearing a headscarf for religious purposes to wearing a baseball cap yeah, and that hiring her <laughs> would hurt their brand and therefore their sales. <laughs> yeah. Bold strategy. <laughs> yeah. They, they got some weird defenses. I'm wondering who their attorneys are. Why didn't they just, why weren't they like, Oh my God, we fucked up. Like hire her. Uh, like, uh, here you go. And instead they're like, nah. <laughs> this ended up going to the Supreme court of the United States. And people were like, why aren't they just settling? Pay her some money and be done with it. Like you and fucked Samantha up. Won, yeah, she won the case eight to one. How do you not see that wearing a headscarf for religion, like a hijab, is different than yeah. wearing a trucker cap? <laughs> I, I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> Shockingly, quarterly earnings were lower than expected. But Mike Jeffries is still pulling down $40 million a year while the share prices are dropping. And then so yeah. also, this was a little bit before what we were just talking about but like amber crombie was like the cool kids wore it and like all the people are like oh man like that's what the cool kids wear and then and then it started to take a turn and like one of the spider-mans with toby mcguire in it the mm -hmm. bad guy his name's like biff or yeah. some shit i don't care i'm not yeah biff. yeah he's he's the bully he's the bully and he was dressed head to toe in amber crombie gear because they were trying to paint this guy as like the all-american douchebag and mm -hmm. he was wearing amber crombie and it's like yes now, this is what one person said along the way, and I'll I'll come back to this because this is my main takeaway. 
is a uh, amber like you don't want your brand to be white hot and i think that that's another reason why they named it what they named it is because the meteoric success of amber crombie where it was like oh my god it was everywhere and like i want girls that wear amber crombie and fitch oh i forgot about something lisa this mm-hmm. documentary opened with one of my least favorite songs of all time. The very first song was like, can we forget about the things I wear day? I didn't mean to call you that. And I was like, fuck, I hate this song. I hate that song so much. It was the first song in the documentary. Um, was it written by a guy named Jeff? No. Well, I don't know, actually. We'd have to look. I know the band is lit because I actually owned that CD back in the day because it was all you heard on the radio. And I was like, art, art, art. I don't like that song. It's great. And <laughs> I hate that song. I've heard it too many times, man. If I have one question to ask St. Peter when I get to them pearly gates, I'm going to be you'll be like, oh, man, Yeti F, do you want to know how many moments of joy you brought your friends, family and dear listener? Do you want to know, like, like what type of inspiration you sparked in humanity, like, after you've passed? And I'm like, no, I want to know how many times I heard my own worst enemy by Lit, goddammit. How many times did I hear that fucking song? They'll be like, oh, 116,000. I'm like, I, I knew it. <laughs> it's too many times. Anyway, yeah, this so, one lady so like, you like said- you don't want your brand to be white yeah. hot. Like, you don't want it to be, like, the biggest thing in the world because... When something ends up being the biggest thing in the world, the only place to go is down and like people mm-hmm. start hating on you. Like look at like for anything, any sort of brand to even people like Justin Bieber and like Miley Cyrus. They were all like huge or mm-hmm. Britney Spears. And then they go crazy and then they go crazy. But like once you get so big, you can only stay so big for so long before you mm-hmm. get overtaken and you fade into obscure. Well, then it becomes cool to hate you because it's yes. It's, it, when your whole market is based on exclusion, yeah. that stops being so cool. And people don't want to spend their money in a place that makes them feel bad. Mm. I'd argue that that might keep you cool for longer. I don't know. Um, but Sean White said this. Here's a documentary that we won't cover on Podumentary because I don't think anybody will care. But there's a documentary on HBO called Dear Writer. And it's the story of Jake Burton, the guy who started Burton Snowboards. And he they sponsored Sean White. And Sean White was like, yeah, man, when like when I was like a little kid and I came out of nowhere and I started winning all these competitions, everybody was so psyched on me. But then like I kept winning and winning and winning, like, you know, because that's like my job and what I'm supposed to do. And then people just started fucking hating me. (laughs) He's like people turned on me hard. They're like, fuck that guy. The guy who always wins. Fuck you. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Because they're jealous. Yeah. And it just becomes cool to hate the cool thing after a while. Yep. So that's I got about an eight minute warning before oh. Hurricane Bazinga makes landfall here. All right, go. All right. So Mike steps down as a CEO in December 2015 with a $27 million retirement package. Um, before he stepped down, he had like a whole manual on how to treat corporate while they're on the company jet. You know, if the passengers are eating a cold meal, the crew should not be eating a hot meal. Yeah. If the passenger makes a request, answer, no problem. Uh, kind of like Chick-fil-A has to say, my pleasure when you say thank you. Just kind of weird rules that are like, why yeah. are you treating people who work for you just so weirdly as if they're yeah. like your servant and you're some sort of golden god? Yeah. Yeah. So today, Abercrombie says they have evolved to a place of belonging rather than fitting in. And the CEO says they turn the lights on and music down and they're listening to their customers. Well, uh, did you say how Jeffrey's got let go? He got like paid uh, out. he stepped down as a CEO, and it's like he was talking on the phone with investors one day, and then the next day he's just like, "Nope, I'm gone." So they ousted him, 
And now Abercrombie is all about like inclusion and they showed like mm-hmm. the website and it's like dudes holding hands and they're all like all different colors, all different shapes, all different sizes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think the point that the documentary was trying to make was like, wow, like you should be ex- you should be inclusive. You should let everybody shop there and all that kind of stuff. And I would argue, I don't know if that's the lesson to be learned here, because I didn't even know Abercrombie was still a fucking store. We had to Google it. And I'm just saying that now that they're all like, yay, everybody. Nah, 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 nah. It's like I, I thought that you guys I didn't even know you were still around. Yeah, they, they look pretty much like all the other mall brands now. Yep. As far as I can tell. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. Excluding people, ba- like I've said it a couple of different times now, excluding people based on their like. Inherent characteristics that they can't change. Yeah, that, that's fucked up. And now, uh, if, outside of that, though, if you don't want to sell a pant that's like a, for a dude, a 40 30, that's like more wide around than it is long. That's on you, man. But I'm just yeah. telling you this. There's a lot of 40 30s out there. So mm-hmm. good luck. And so Bruce Weber ended up being sued by models for sexual harassment. Oh, yeah. There are different models that got invited to go to dinner with Bruce. And one of them was like, yeah, no. And they're like, oh, hey, uh, you're actually not a model for us anymore. We don't need we don't need your services. Bye bye. So, yeah, he was like, if you want to come over and slob on my bob, you can keep being an I'm a crombie model. But if not, bye. Yeah, so they they said that he was getting handsy with them, and he's like, oh, no, this is just breathing exercises. Like, he'd have the model put his hand on his chest, and then Bruce would put his hand over his chest, over his hand. And it's like, okay, we're going to move our hand down to your belly. Oh, now we're going to feel your balls together. (laughs) This might be a good time to point out that this is all allegedly, and this is what me and Lisa remember from a documentary we watched on Netflix. So, yes, Bruce Weber denies the allegations. One lawsuit was dismissed in 2020. He settled two others in 2021 for undisclosed amounts and no admission of guilt. Yeah. And no allegations of sexual misconduct have been brought against Mike Jeffries, although he was oh, on the oh, set oh, of the uh, photo oh, shoots oh, because oh, he liked oh, the young boys too. He but liked to watch. Apparently oh, he oh, likes consensual young boy oh, relationships. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And by young boy, I mean 18 and up. I never, I never realized, like when I was when Abercrombie was so big that it was so oriented on like males, and like let's get some topless guys. And it's like, oh yeah, now that I think back to all of those shopping bags that I saw mm-hmm. thousands of times, I don't think I ever once saw a pair of titties on there. It was nope. always a dude's torso, and it's yep. just like, huh, I never fucking realized that. <laughs> wow. I mean, I would have appreciated the pictures, but yeah, it, it wouldn't have annoyed me that there were no boobs on there so just i never realized that so that's crazy um so lessons to be learned um don't be racist don't be racist come on now that ain't cool um don't exclude people based on their religion from working at your store you fucking idiots like (laughs) have you heard of the civil rights act come on (laughs) use your brain a hijab is not a fucking baseball hat they're different these are different things you fools i still think if you want to be exclusive like that's on you and the market will dictate if that goes well or does not go well for you uh Mm -hmm. you know what because like i love and here's my one of my favorite stories ever it'll be quick enzo ferrari he made sports cars and they were Mm -hmm. fucking rad a man by the name of lamborghini was a farmer and he Mm -hmm. made tractors he bought a ferrari and he had some problems with it so he went to enzo ferrari and he was like hey guy i actually make tractors 
and I have some insight into, you know, machinery, and I could mm-hmm. actually help you make these cars a little bit better. And he was like, you fucking bumpkin, get out of my office. You hick. <laughs> I have nothing to be. I am Enzo Ferrari. Fuck off and get out of my, my fucking office. So then Lamborghini was like, we're not making tractors anymore, motherfucker. We're making sports cars. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. rivalry was born. Mm-hmm. Just like if you I'm surprised you a- didn't tell that with an Italian accent. Hey, my name is Enzo Ferrari. Get the fuck out of my office, you son of a bitch. You tractor motherfucker. You smell like a manure. Perfect. And, uh, There's I your clip. If, and if Enzo Ferrari wants to be an asshole who makes awesome cars and he only makes a couple of them and he only sells them, you literally, there's certain Ferraris that they'll only sell to you if you've owned a Ferrari, like a several other Ferraris. There's Ferraris that only sell to you that you can keep on a track at their, one of their tracks and you can only come and visit your car that you bought. <laughs> And I'm like, I would never fucking buy a car that I can't even drive unless I go to their track. That's insane. But if you want to do it, that's on you, man. And apparently somebody bought it because that's a thing that they do. That's a car timeshare. That's a car time. Yeah, basically. I know, right? Who's to say that, like, the crew isn't driving this thing They've around got, all like, day? They've custody arrangements know. for that car. And who gets visitation rights? That you bought for several million dollars. It's wild. You have to fly yourself out to a track to go drive it. Insane. And then when you're done, the team from Ferrari takes it back and away to their garage to keep and maintenance and all that kind of stuff. I guess it could be kind of cool because you have somebody to work on your shit. But also, like, what if you want to fucking drive it? Wild. But if you want to do it, good luck, man. The market shall dictate if that is acceptable or not. Anyway, Lisa, I appreciate your time. Another fantastic podumentary in the bank. Next, we got to do What is a Woman? Unless subscribing to Daily Wire is more of a hassle than that, then let's maybe do Hollywood Bling Ring. We will figure it out. We will figure it out anyway. We will catch you next time on Podumentary. Later, boners. Later.